Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your my bookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash gators for more. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. And here we are going to Florida, South Carolina. Gators going on the road to get that ever-elusive road win. Well, they got to do it in Columbia, South Carolina this Saturday at 3.30. So here we go. We'll get into Gators and Gamecocks right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Everybody hit that like button. Thanks for joining us right here on YouTube uh, subscribe right here on YouTube if you haven't done so yet. Leave some comments. Say, look, like all those likes. It just means some support right there. It doesn't cost a thing. It's just all the good feels right here on Gators Breakdown. But also the subscriptions go a long way as well. And of course, the Gators Breakdown Plus. You can join there. You get those ad-free episodes, extra episodes. We got our chat this week as well. Every week during the season, of course. Some during the off season as well. You get those newsletters to GatorsBreakdown.com, Q and A, all that good stuff right there. Gators Breakdown Plus link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, guys, let's get into it for the South Carolina Gamecocks. They are two and four on the season. 31-17 loss to open up the season to the now-ranked number 12 North Carolina Tar Heels. Pretty tough schedule, pretty tough opener there for South Carolina. We didn't know how tough at the time, but North Carolina seems to be a pretty, pretty formidable opponent right now. Uh, and then South Carolina gets their first win. They were at home over Furman, 47-21. to And then a 24-14 to defeat at number one, Georgia, where South Carolina had a 14-3 lead at halftime over the Bulldogs. Uh, jumped out to a big lead. Spencer Rattler playing great in the first half, and then it all come crashing down uh, in the second half there versus Georgia. And then they get another home win. Their first SEC win of the season was a 37-30 victory over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, and then their last game of 41-20 loss at now ranked number 19, Tennessee. All their losses have come away from williams Bryce Stadium. 
against number 12, North Carolina, number one, Georgia, and number 19, Tennessee. So pretty battle-tested team. You can listen to that uh, last episode that I put out there with my good buddy Will Gunter. Gave a really good preview of South Carolina, uh, kind of position by position, if you want even more on them. Uh, I won't go position by position here. Will Will does it much better than I will. But, yeah, it lets you know just how battle-tested they've been uh, up to this point. And we'll see what that means Saturday when the Gators go up there. So, of course, I mean, last year, 38-6 win for the Gators. It was the largest margin of victory, plus 32, in an SEC game for Billy Napier. Florida rushed for 374 yards last year. That marked the team's highest SEC total in eight seasons. 374 rushing yards last year on South Carolina. And that rush defense doesn't look any better this year so far. We'll get into some stats, but to highlight to get us started, Florida boasts a, Florida boasts a top passing defense in the SEC. 166 yards a game. That's 11th in college football. Top in the SEC, 11th in FBS. And that's eighth in Power Five. Conversely, South Carolina ranks 14th in FBS in passing offense at 312 yards a game, averaging 27 points per game and 399.2 yards per game. So let's take a look at some stats here as we look at this matchup from between Florida and South Carolina. I mean, you know, you start looking at it. And you'll see the discrepancy. And let's start with total offense for the Gators. 50 ranked in the country are the Gators in total offense. South Carolina's total defense, 121st in the country. 58 for the Gators on total offense, 121 for South Carolina on defense. The Gators gaining 409.7 yards of total offense. South Carolina giving up 442.8. Scoring offense for the Gators, that's only 82nd in the country at 27.2 points per game. Scoring defense for South Carolina, 96th, giving up 29.4. So Florida with the 82nd scoring offense going against the 96th scoring defense. Rushing offense for the Gators, 66th in the country, going against the 74th ranked rushing defense in the country. Florida gaining 157 yards on the ground, South Carolina giving up 141 on the ground. Passing offense for the Gators, 55th in the country, going against the 128th pass defense in the country. Florida, 55th in passing offense. South Carolina, 128 on passing defense. Florida throwing for 252 a game. South Carolina giving up 301 yards a game. Mentioned who they've played so far. That does play into it, but still. 128th, yeesh. Let's go to the other side. Total offense for South Carolina. That's 63rd in the country. Going against Florida's 16th ranked total defense. South Carolina gaining 399 yards a game. Florida holding offenses to 286 yards a game. Scoring offense for South Carolina right around Florida's rank, actually. There's 84th in scoring offense, 27 points a game. Florida, 18th in scoring defense, giving up about 17 points a game, 16.8. So South Carolina averaging 27, Florida averaging giving up 16.8. Rushing offense for South Carolina, 126 in the country, 
only at 87 yards a game. Going against Florida's 45th ranked rushing defense, 120 yards a game given up for the Gators. So that is the 126th rushing attack for South Carolina going up, going up against the 45th rushing defense. And then that here we go. This is strong on strong. South Carolina, the 14th best passing offense in the country, going against the 11th ranked pass defense in the country. So the Gators' pass defense needs to be on point here in this game versus Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Just some other ones right here. Turnover margin much better for South Carolina than it is for Florida. South Carolina has six or seven takeaways this year. Florida only has two. Sacks allowed per game. Neither team doing great there. South Carolina, 131st in the country. Giving up 23 sacks this year. It's 131st in the country. Florida's tied for 100th in the country, giving up 15 sacks this year. And then toward the bottom there, sacks, neither team getting to the quarterback. South Carolina tied for 97th in the country with nine sacks per game. Florida, 111th. Remember, South Carolina's had a bye week right here, so that's why they're a little higher. They've had nine in one less game. And then tackles for loss. Both teams not great there. Neither defense getting behind the line of scrimmage. Florida, 104th in the country in tackles for loss with 29. South Carolina, 128th in the country in tackles for loss with 19. Woo, man. So Florida, of course, you're trying to win back-to-back games versus South Carolina. Trying to make it two in a row before we say goodbye to this series for uh, at least a year. Florida and South Carolina do not play next season. Do not play. So got to get this one. I don't want to give them bragging rights the next time we play. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so let's get into it. Plain and simple, Florida just has to run the ball on the road to win this game. That's what that's what it's going to boil down to for this Florida offense for me. Given how Florida has struggled to run the ball so far this year on the road and how detrimental and how integral it is for this offense to be able to run the ball, that helps the passing attack where Graham Mertz doesn't have to win it on his own. But we know how much, how important that run game is to this offense. Saw some wrinkles last week, that east-west motion to help loosen the box. But, you know, Florida also ran into stacked boxes, numbered boxes, better than what they've did so far this year. But, you know, the threat of running outside, all the motion that comes with this offense to get the opponent thinking about it really helps. And then the throwing to the perimeter where the offense, you know, wasn't so predictable uh, and the, the defense had to defend the whole field of play. That came into play last week versus Vandy, so I hope to see it more again this week. You know, even if Florida doesn't have the missing pieces up front, that needs to be in the game plan. Depth chart comes out. Austin Barber is back, and this this needs to be the game plan regardless of the starters. Kingsley Aguakin out again. Jake Slaughter played well last week in this 
you know, little more gap scheme run for the Gators. Offensive linemen pulling, moving. But it really, really paid off. A lot of movement last week up front for the Gators. Need to see that continue. Need to see that continue. See if they can build on what they showed last week. But of course, love to see more pulling linemen, gap scheme running, ran more of that last week. Wanted to be more featured against South Carolina in a defense that has really struggled to stop the run. Can certainly build off of it, incorporate some more play action, some fakes off of it, hopefully get some passes down the field. You know, the pass will pass game would need to be better, but needed less as long as the run game is there. 13 yards rushing at Utah, 0.6 yards a rush, 69 yards, 2.4 yards a rush at Kentucky. That cannot be what we see again. South Carolina gives up 142 yards a game at four yards a pop. Trevor Etienne should be back. He listed on the depth chart, not in the injury report. You should get him back. Montreal Johnson hopefully found his groove last week. Trayon Webb proved some things last week against Vanderbilt. Now competition, well, I say competition ramps up, but South Carolina's defensive numbers are terrible. Terrible. You ran over them last year, and I don't like really going year to year, but seeing what the, you know, the success Florida had last year against South Carolina and the, and the defense, and seeing how they haven't been able to turn around their rush defense yet this season, it should lend itself. Now, the game is on the road. We know how that goes. We'll, take, we'll go there one day, or we'll go there later in this episode. But take advantage. Take advantage of a defense that cannot or has not proven they can stop the run. Each week is new. Every game is new. But, man, see, be, given what we've seen so far this year, you got, you got to weigh, and we'll talk about it later, weigh what we've seen on the road, which is dangerous for Florida because we haven't seen them run the ball, but we've also seen South Carolina not be able to stop anybody on the ground. And by taking advantage, make it pay off in the red zone. Reduce the penalties. Under Napier, the Gators have averaged nine penalties on the road. And the timing of them has killed Florida. Third and shorts become third and longer. Some of these happening in the red zone, making it even harder in that crucial area. There's so many limited opportunities to score. Don't kill yourselves when you get close. Playing better on the road is hard enough. We know the crowd that you got to deal with. Everything else that you got to deal with. But Florida has to start not killing themselves in that regard. And, and, and most of these detrimental penalties have been on the offense. They've been on the Gator offense. So the false starts, the illegal motions, all that stuff. Them not lining up on the line of scrimmage with the right number of guys. You cannot have that. Cannot have it. You know, we can sit here and talk about the game itself and Florida, the game Florida should win, but you cannot kill yourself. And for this Gator offense, that's what's been the formula of losing a lot of these games or not even being close on the road. It's because you shoot yourself in the foot. You're not even giving yourself a chance. Through five games, I mentioned how bad they were for South Carolina. They're ranked fifth. Fifth worst in the country at tackles for loss. Nearly half of their tackles for loss, 19, came against Mississippi State. Half of those came against Mississippi State. Half those 19. Nine tackles for loss against Mississippi State. And they forced a run-heavy team like Mississippi State to throw the ball. I mean, Mississippi State, I know it doesn't sound right because of Mike Leach and you know he's not there more and they, anymore and they've tried to 
switch their offense to more of a run-heavy offense, well, that didn't work versus South Carolina. They were able to throw on South Carolina. A lot of explosives, but okay. You know, now South Carolina proved they could stop one run attack and force the team to pass on them. They hit some explosives. Now maybe this might be a chance for the Gator passing attack to get going. The rank South Carolina ranked fifth worst in the country in passing yards allowed. A majority of those have come on explosive plays that they've given up. Mississippi State was able to hit those explosive plays, even though their run game wasn't there. To stay in the game, they hit some explosive plays. So can Florida's offense, if they have to, if they need to, or maybe even if they can, will they get more explosives than what we've seen? Some more shots down the field. And if the run game is going, the explosives might be there anyway. So South Carolina's offense hasn't been able to stop the run. Really bad in pass defense as well. I mean, their overall defense, 121st in the country. One more time, 74th in the country, rushing defense, 128th passing defense. You got to take advantage. Defensive tackle T.J. Sanders, he's been impressive early this season for South Carolina. Three sacks, five tackles for loss among his 16 stops. Had a career-high nine tackles at Georgia with a pair of tackles for loss and a sack, earning co-SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week that week. So a pretty good game against Georgia did T.J. Sanders, but also true freshman Jalen Kilgore had to play early when Nick Imanwari went down for South Carolina in Game 1. He's remained in the starting lineup ever since. He had a dozen stops against North Carolina, a season-high 15 stops in the last game at Tennessee, along with his first career interception in that game as well. He ranks fourth in the SEC with 8.4 tackles a game to Kilgore as a true freshman. That is also second in the FBS among freshmen. Uh, and now since that's went in my head, I wonder if Jordan Castell might be up there. Um, if Kilgore ranks fourth in the SEC at 8.4 tackles a game, and if he's second in the FBS among freshmen, huh, I don't know. Let's see where that goes. But, hey, look, you'll have two good freshmen uh, in the backfield for each team, defensive backfield, Castell for Florida, and Jalen Kilgore for South Carolina. So there you go. I mean, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's what you hope the formula is for Florida. That will make everything else easier. Hopefully what we saw last week will translate into more this week, ETN being back, hopefully. Um, there, I mean, I heard this earlier this week that, you know, there would be some question if he'd be in the in, – off of the injury report or not, you know, hopefully this isn't like a Eugene Wilson, Kentucky situation where off of the injury report on the depth chart, but doesn't play because he still isn't fully healthy. So I'm still in more wait and see mode on ETN, but I'm going to believe he'll play. But I'm just saying kind of keep an eye on, keep an eye on that uh, there. But of course, you know, Montreal Johnson going to have a large role too. So hopefully, hopefully these stats that we've seen so far this year do translate, you know, Everything, hey, once that ball snapped, snap, stats go out the window. You hope it means something right now for Florida, but they won't tell us the whole story. Still got to go out there and perform. All right, we'll get into the other side of the ball for South Carolina and Spencer Rattler, but before we do, hey, when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win, like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live. To come out on the winning side, use my bookie for daily odds boost. 
same game parlays and take advantage of huge prize pool contest. Plus, my book has a my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code Gators on your first deposit and receive up to two hundred dollars in cash. That's promo code Gators to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the my bookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus thirty eight thousand on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. So go to my bookie where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my friends at my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. With 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, AG1 is formulated to support whole body health, raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more in one simple, daily, drinkable habit. I start my day drinking AG1, pair it with exercise and diet, plenty of sleep, and look, I'm ready to tackle these busy days of football season, bringing you all these Gators Breakdown episodes and articles. My focus is that peak performance. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash gators. That's drinkag1.com slash gators to check it out. All right, other side of the ball, formula for me on that side, pressure, Spencer, Rattler, of course. He can hit some big plays, but he's also prone to some mistakes, but not a lot of big ones. Rattler has been pressured more than Pressured the most of any qualified quarterback in the SEC, according to Pro Football Focus, 79 times through five games. So the plan, pressure him, but not by blitzing. If you're going to make Spencer Rattler not at his best, you pressure, but don't bring extra bodies. He's been pretty good under pressure, and the stats tend to show that. His PFF grade of 70.9 against pressure is fourth best among qualified SEC quarterbacks. His 47.9 completion percentage is seventh best among 13 qualified quarterbacks. And his 7.8 yards per pass attempt versus pressure is fifth best. He's been good against the Blitz this season. 9.5 yards per attempt against the Blitz this season is fifth best among 14 SEC quarterbacks who have faced at least 50 blitzes this season. Rattler's 73.4 completion percentage is third best behind LSU's Jaden Daniels and Graham Mertz. His six touchdown passes versus the blitz are tied for fourth most among qualified SEC passers. His lowest completion percentage, lowest touchdowns, and highest interception numbers come when not blitzed. 72 for 101, at 71.3%. Eight yards in attempt, one touchdown, and three interceptions when not blitzed. So pressure with your front four, and hopefully that's it. Hopefully you don't have to blitz, because if you bring the blitz, it's going to make you pay. Those numbers earlier I just mentioned, he excels against the blitz. He takes advantage of it. His biggest struggle comes in an intermediate range of 10 to 19 yards. He's been really good at throwing the deep ball, 91.9 PFF grade, 
on throws 20-plus yards down the field. That ranks six in the SEC among 14 quarterbacks with at least 15 attempts of 20-plus yards. So if you're Florida, just make him beat you. They can't run the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball all year. Limit the explosives. I think they're going to get their explosives, South Carolina, but you can't let them turn into touchdowns or you just really got to – they're going to get one or two. That's just how that offense is done, unless you're just really, really on. But if we're looking at how this game can play out, limit the explosives, get to Rattler with rushing four, and take your chances. There's little threat in the South Carolina run game, so there's not much need to dedicate a defender in the box. Make those passing windows smaller. And then try to take away Xavier Leggett. Fourth in the country at wide receiver. Yards per game. Caught five passes for 189 yards and two touchdowns and a win over Mississippi State. Scoring from 75 yards out and 76 yards out. When I talk about the explosive plays, there you go. And he's pretty much the only consistent threat for Rattler. In that game versus Mississippi State, 136 of 189 yards from Leggett came after the catch. 136 of 189. That's 37.8 yards after the catch, and that broke a school record set by Alshon Jeffrey. So part of the issues of not being able to block for Spencer Rattler, not being able to create holes in the run game consistently, injuries. They've plagued South Carolina's offensive line going back to the spring, much like Florida. Because of this, musical chairs along the offensive line. Not only does South Carolina rank third worst in the country in sacks allowed per game, they're also allowing third most tackles for loss. So this is a big day, should be a big day for the Gators defensive line. The South Carolina, they're coming off of a bye week. I'm sure they've tried some things. I'm sure they're going to have some wrinkles on offense. Stay disciplined and win your one-on-one battles up front. That's the formula for a Gator win. Limit the explosives and just play up front well so you don't have to bring extra bodies. Or, given that we know Rattler excels a little bit more against the Blitz, Florida just may be stuck in the defense and just play in four and just take your chances all game long. Now, of course, you'll mix it up. It won't be that every play. But most of the time, we're going to need this Florida front four to win their battles, control the line of scrimmage. You cannot go and get whipped on the road by this. I don't care the game's on the road. You cannot go get whipped by this South Carolina offensive line that hasn't had a pulse all season long. But one big aspect of this, too, and kind of gets glossed over, but you cannot gloss it over with the last name Beamer. You cannot gloss it over at South Carolina coming off of a bye week, too. Special teams. Especially coming off a of bye week. You know they've probably worked on a wrinkle or two. If they're going to need it, they may call it out against Florida on Saturday. And Napier said on this, on this Wednesday in a press conference and preparing for special teams, fakes are a part of it when you play South Carolina. It's part of the equation to beat South Carolina. And it is something Florida has been focused on this week. You have to be. Their only score last year was a fake punt touchdown against the Gators. Do not let special teams. And look, Shane Beamer, special teams for South Carolina, way up here on a, on a consistent basis. Florida special teams, way down here. Cannot continue to be an issue, especially in this game, especially on the road. 
cannot have it. So special teams, don't let special teams beat you. Don't let the penalties beat you again. Don't, let the, don't waste the red zone trips. And Florida should come out on the winning side of this. And I think they will. 27-24 Gators. That's where I'm going. I've wrestled with this one. I know last week in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, and I've had some other conversations where, you know, after the Kentucky game, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter what Florida does versus Vanderbilt. There's no way I can pick South Carolina, or there's no way I can pick Florida to go on the road and beat South Carolina. Florida could beat Vanderbilt 200 to nothing, and it won't mean anything the very next week. And look, I'm not really even taking into account what happened versus Vanderbilt. But I think once you start looking at it, once you start looking at the matchups, once you start looking at where South Carolina has struggled this year, I think Florida's the better team. And eventually, I can't just fall back on, well, you know, Florida is on the road. There's an automatic loss. It could be that way. But looking at it objectively, and there's, don't get me wrong, there's two ways of looking at it objectively. Florida stinks on the road. But also, right now, it looks like Florida is the better team. Now, not by a whole lot. And maybe South Carolina being at home just in general is enough for them to win this game. Not that Florida just struggles on the road, but just being the home team in general. That is an advantage. Florida usually enhances the advantage for the other team. Can't do that. I think Florida's offensive line hopefully found some themselves last week, but gets this South Carolina defensive front, I think should be able to take advantage. Florida's defensive line should be able to take advantage of the South Carolina offensive line. Florida's going to win the trenches or should win the trenches in this game. But it, it is. I mean, it is, it's very hard weighing better team, weighing against playing on the road. Playing on the road. Florida's best is better than South Carolina's best. But history tells us not to expect Florida's best on the road. Shouldn't need your best. You should need a good performance. I think you will need a good performance. You do not need your best. I don't think Florida will solve all their issues. I got 27 points here, three touchdowns, two field goals. That's how I see it. Some of those red zone trips will fail a little bit short. I think I got it a close game because I do think a bye week helps South Carolina. Being at home will help South Carolina. I don't think they're as bad as a lot of their stats show, given who they've played so far this year. But at the same time, I do think in where they do struggle in the trenches, that's where Florida, I think, can take advantage. 27, 24 Gators. Man, this one's tough. But I think they overcome the road woes. And look, I won't. Will it help? Probably, but I'm not going to chalk this up into getting to Columbia earlier, getting to the stadium earlier. No, you're the better team. Go out and play it like it. Go out and get a win. And for another reason, to end this episode, Florida needs this one. This is another, say, South Carolina's kind of in the same boat. But for Florida, it's kind of another back-against-the-wall mentality with all the talk of being on the road and not, being, not playing well on the road. But at the same time, you start looking ahead. Florida needs this one for some bowl game equity. After this, you got Georgia. You got Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, Florida State. Florida's only going to be favored if it stands where it looks like right now in one more game this season, they're not even favored this week versus South Carolina. So counting that into effect or counting that into this, Florida's only be favored in one more game. The way it looks right now, that's the home game versus Arkansas. 
underdogs against South Carolina, underdogs against Georgia, of course, will be underdogs on the road to LSU and Missouri. And Florida State coming to the swamp. Florida State will be favored in that game if everything looks like it does right now. So as it stands right now, you need this win to get to your fifth win. And Arkansas, if that's going to be your next likely win, there's your six, your bowl game eligible. If you lose this game, tell me where you feel confident Florida's going to get another victory besides Arkansas. And then if I mean, Florida loses, I mean, look, we shouldn't even be that confident versus Arkansas given where this Florida team is. I'm just saying that's your likely next win. Florida plays better at home. Florida should beat Arkansas. But if you lose this game, are you really going to show me two more wins out of Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, and FSU? Be tough. So Florida needs this one. Get to the bye week, figure some things out. Go give Georgia a game. Go beat Arkansas. No, look, I don't, I'm not chalking it up, losing games to LSU, Missouri, and FSU. But if Florida doesn't win Saturday, how, how confident are you? There's going to be some wins in that group. And that's, where, that's why this one's important. Now, that's why this one's important. You need to build some equity for the rest of the season. All right, 27-24 Gators. That is my prediction as the Gators go on the road to Columbia, take on South Carolina. That would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Gators Breakdown.